0: You are listening to
1: the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Hey everyone,
0: welcome to podcast number 63. And- steve got a very good show for you lined up one of my all-time favorites and i don't say that very often on the show i've told you many times i love every guest that have done this show i feel like i learned something from everyone that i've had on but today's guests i've never had on two guests at one time i don't think have i no i haven't uh never had a couple on before but uh, i've always been fascinated by this show even though i only watched the first season of it but everything that transpired on it, how it came to be, I'm really looking forward to talking to these two. And I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. First off, I want to get to a couple things. This podcast is brought to you by Shipped Busy Week. Save time with Shipped, the same day service that delivers the groceries you love from the stores you trust. Get a year of unlimited delivery for just $79. That's $20 off the regular price. And get $10 off your first bag of groceries. Just go to shipped.com slash podcast. That's that's s-h-i-p-t.com slash podcast to see what stores are available in your area. Also, want to talk to you about rating and reviewing. Some of you have asked how you do that in Apple Podcasts, and honestly, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Like They seriously don't make it simple like it probably should. But if you have an Apple Podcasts app on your phone, which everybody should, go to that. Search Reality Steve. You'll see the list of episodes come up. You're going to have to scroll down. I don't, I don't know why they put it in the middle, but they do. Scroll down to the middle, and that's where you can rate and review. Subscribe is just right next to my name. And you do that, that's great as well. Probably easier to subscribe rather than go there every Thursday. Just know if you're subscribed to the podcast, it automatically downloads itself and it's in your podcast queue every Thursday morning. Once I upload it to the system. And then if you rate and subscribe and review it, that certainly helps our podcast as well. So, um, it's been an interesting week to say the least, obviously the stuff with, with the Ben and Ashley podcast, I addressed that on, uh, in yesterday's post and, I'll reiterate again, thank you to everyone who has come to me, because like I said, I don't listen to their podcast. I don't listen to any other Bachelor-related podcast outside of Juliet Littman's Bachelor Party. Um, Have I heard stuff here and there? Sure. But I don't sit there and make an appointment listening every week to Ashley and Ben. But do I hear about any time they refute something I say, say something different, uh, mention me or not mention me in their podcast about something that I may have mentioned Yes, you listeners that listen to me probably do listen to them, and you report back to me, which is fine, and I, and I thank you for that. Um, just from this point forward, there's really no need to. I don't want to know what they're doing because it's taking away. I don't want to spend my time on my site talking about what they say. I've made it a point over all these years to let other people talk about me. I'm going to talk about spoilers. I'm going to recap the show. I'm going to give you inside information about this show, I'll let the others talk about me. And a lot of them do. But with Ashley and Ben, I know we've had two instances just within the past month where I've been left out of some things that people thought I should, they should probably credit me. And I and I agree. I think they should have. They don't seem to agree. So whatever. We have our difference of opinion on that and we'll move forward. So thank you to everyone who has alerted me of that because I wouldn't have known otherwise. But from this point forward, no need to, to let me know. I don't. I don't want to know what they're saying on their podcast, even if they directly call me names, insult me, whatever. I don't care. It's not a big deal. I'm going to do my podcast, do what I do, give you the best interviews I can get for you um, and do my research, do my homework, make sure I have a good interview for you every week. And I'll just worry about that. I don't want to have to address things that other people say about me. It's never been my style I don't do that because then I would have plenty of things I'd be writing about every week because I know plenty of people talk about me and it's just like whatever. If it's not from someone I respect and I care about their opinion, then there's no reason to bring it up. So going forward, no need to uh, alert me of what Ben and Ashley are saying or any other podcasts for that matter. So without any further ado, we're going to talk a little Married at First Sight this week. Okay, let's get to our guests. Uh, you saw them on the very first season of Married at First Sight. They are one of only three couples who are still married from that show. It is Jason and Courtney Carrion. Guys, how are you?
1: Hello. Hello. How
2: are you?
0: I'm good. Um, thank you guys so much for doing this because you're the first people I've had on from this show. And I will say, I, was, I did watch your season. It was four years ago. I, ha- I didn't watch the follow-up shows where they followed your first year of marriage so we're going to strictly just kind of talk about the process because when this show happened in 2014 I was just fascinated by the concept and was blown away by what I was watching uh on that first episode (laughs) of of all that so I'm I just and this is the first time I've had two guests on at the same time so hopefully we we won't be talking over each other and 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 whatnot um we'll try (laughs) And There are things I do remember from your season, so, but I also made a re- need, may need a refresher on some other things. The first thing I want to hear from each of you, and I'm sure you've talked about this, but for our listeners who maybe not have seen this show or understand what it was, um, is where you guys were at in your lives at the time that you were approached to do this. What made you decide, hey, marrying someone that I've never met sounds like a great idea? <laughs>
1: Well, clearly we were both crazy. Um, yeah. had a few screws loose, but I was in a burlesque group at the time. And so obviously I was single in the city, living it up. I'm from North Carolina and I moved here in 2011 to go back to school because um, I wanted to go back to school for makeup artistry to do cre- uh, creature design. So mm-hmm. that's why I was in the city. And I had a friend who was in a A reality TV show, and it was Dirty Jobs. And you know, once you get in that circuit, they send you these email blasts and they advertised it as, Hey, do you want to go on a group dating experiment? We'll match you up. You'll be with your friends. And I was like, Yeah, I'll get drunk. I'll be on TV. Maybe I'll meet like a cool guy. Well, it was clearly a trick. It was a joke because it was, Surprise, you're going to get married.
0: Yeah. Okay, Jason?
2: Yeah, my experience is a little different. I was uh, at the time, I was an EMT. And I was wrestling and I did like you know, stuff like the Dr. Oz show. Like I would like props and whatnot.
1: He took his shirt off on TV.
2: I mean, yeah, besides that. I mean, <laughs> <He showed laughs> it wouldn't be hats. the first. It would not be the last. <laughs> but like, no, honestly, yeah, it was one of those things where I just came and they did Skype interviews and they were saying it was a reality television show where you're like, in a group at love experiments and i was like i don't know what this is but whatever i mean just see how far i can get and then if i don't like it then i'll just drop out i have nothing to lose at this point do
1: you like how far you got oh
2: man <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i'll never forget they brought us in it was like three four hundred people in this audience and it was like a in this hotel so we get to the audience and like all right well this is not a reality television show where you uh it, it's it's basically you get married at first sight and like 200 guys walked right out. And I was like, I traveled all the way to Manhattan. I'm tired. I'm just going to sit down and hear what the hell I have to say.
0: Okay. So see, that was, that was going to be my next question. Like when you initially applied, I didn't know if it was told to you from the beginning, you're applying to be on a show where you're marrying someone at first sight, but it wasn't that it was something else that they masked until they got it down to X amount of people. And then they sprung it on everybody. Oh, by the way, we yes. want you to be on a television show where we're going to marry someone at first sight. That's how it came down.
3: Trickery.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen. I think as as a male, I mean, when you say getting married to someone you haven't met, I mean, not that it's different for a female, but like, like you know, men are like not like, oh, I want to find love. Like, I wasn't in that stage. I was like twenty seven years old. I'm just about to be a fireman. I'm out. I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be like the real world, but just craziness going on yeah. but when they, they pitched it to, to me i was like oh, i mean maybe you know
0: okay um and this, and this may seem like a stupid question but i don't think i know the answer to this at the time that you guys started filming did you guys think or know that you were the only couple did you know there was a jamie and doug and a monet and vaughn while you were filming your season
1: um, we we knew that there were other couples because when, in the final casting when they split us all up and we were in like the different rooms and they were explaining everything to us they told us that the only way the show was going to happen was if they got three couples. They said it wouldn't be any more than three couples but the show itself might not happen if it was less than three couples. Okay. So then as we were filming after Jason and I were together we knew that there were two other couples and like I actually met Jamie in casting and we became friends and like we're texting back and forth. So we knew everything going on with each other because we became friends and we just hit it from production. It was just that we both got matched.
0: But nothing from Monet and Vaughn for you. You never spoke to Monet and Jason never spoke to Vaughn while it was going on, asking for advice, texting. Hey, what's up? How's it going for you guys?
1: no. no, they kept us away from each other as much as possible. And, like, if they had known that Jamie and I knew each other, I mean, they would have probably been pissed. And, like, we, we joke about it now, and it's, like, open information now. But, no, they would, have been, they would have been mad.
0: Okay, what did your parents think when you first told them that this is what you were going to do? Like, you had been selected. Uh, Jason had been selected. Courtney had been selected, obviously, separately. You guys didn't know you were selected for each other. But when you told your parents, what was their reaction?
1: Well, I'm a Southern girl, Southern belle from uh, the Bible belt in North Carolina. And my parents were pissed. They didn't come. My whole family decided not to come. They didn't agree with what I was doing. And honestly, I couldn't explain it to them. Like, I mean, I knew in my heart, like I felt like this is the right thing to do. Or maybe I just have like huge balls, I guess. I don't know. And I was like, I'm going to go and do this that's fine. Y'all don't have to come. And, you know, I watched myself down the aisle.
0: That's right. See, that was one thing that refreshed me. That's right. Now I'm remembering that your family wasn't part of this. Okay.
1: Right. They, they never, never
2: came, but.
0: And and Jason, what did your, where were you at? with?
2: Again, my mom, she was like, you're crazy. (laughs) She's like, but if you have it in your heart, you feel like this is the right thing to do, go for it. And, uh, yeah, exactly what I did. And
0: my sh- parents
1: did ask like what, can you not get a date? And I was like, <laughs> of course I can.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> when you when we go over like the applicate when you talk about the application process to this thing, when you're going through this, like you said Jason, there were 400 guys at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, how detailed did it get in terms of what they were asking you? what you were looking for, or did they keep it pretty generic? Like, what did you tell them when it was determined, I guess, that you were someone that they were honing in on to possibly be on the show what were you telling them in terms of what you wanted out of a woman, wife, girlfriend? Well, well these whatever.
2: tests were like psychological tests where you have to take like for the NYPD. That's what I felt like. It was one yeah. of those things where they wanted to know everything. And they kept asking the same question repeatedly just to see if you're not a psychopath.
1: And to see if you are <laughs> going to say the same answer or not. To see if you were lying or telling the truth.
2: Hmm. So if there's one thing about like the way that they did it was really like legit. It wasn't just like, okay, well, do you like this picture? Okay, well, we're going to match you guys. It was really detailed and then they showed us different – the one thing is they showed us different pictures. This is what I remember this, uh, very vividly is they showed us different pictures and then we had to rate the pictures on how we were attracted to the person. And I almost 100 percent guarantee that Courtney's picture was there. It was like a blurry <laughs> picture. Like all the pictures that they were being shown were very blurry. But I guess that was part of, like, the test of, like, if you found that person attractive or whatnot, you would rate them from a 1 to a 10. And I think that's how they – as far as attraction goes.
1: I remember I remember that too. And it was, like, probably 50 people that you went through.
2: Yeah. It was around that. But, yeah, it was pretty legit. Yeah, that was just one of the tests. But, yeah, other than that, when, when we signed off and said, okay, we're ready to go through the process with this, then that's when we started doing the tests, which were really good. Right. Okay.
1: So, t- After the final casting, when you agreed to get married at first sight, you signed that piece of paper. You were agreeing to go forward with the experiment, and if you were to be matched, you were already agreeing to it right then. So that was pre all the tests. Like, you didn't even get to those tests yet.
0: Okay, but Jason, you think when they were showing you pictures that you did see Courtney?
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: Okay, and did Courtney, did you see Jason?
2: Um... (laughs) i don't she's terrible so. she's terrible at those memory <laughs> games like the cards so probably she she won't remember
1: I mean I don't really no I don't remember seeing them. I
0: gotta think they showed you i mean I, I, granted there like you said there were plenty of other tests, and you guys could have matched based on other factors, but I gotta think, especially when it's marriage at first sight, they would cast two people and marry two people that they thought would be physically attracted to each other. So I got to imagine Jason had a positive reaction when he saw your picture and you must've had a positive reaction or a positive grading of one to 10 when you saw Jason's. I just, I can't imagine they went off other stuff, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe they did. No, no,
1: for sure. Because like, (laughs) I don't know when people ask us like, Oh, you married a stranger? Like, but what if you weren't attracted to him? They literally ask you to paint a picture of your perfect mate Everything from what they look like, what, how much money they make, what's their religious background, like what do you want from a partner in terms of like, I don't know, like personality, attractiveness. So I definitely describe Jason, I would say to a T. So the people who like are upset when they get married to somebody, and I mean, they ask you. If you didn't say exactly what you wanted, it's like your own fault.
0: And Jason, did you. When they were asking you, did you lay out all the things that Courtney was? Like you were looking for a southern belle? Oh, I, th- I think is that was
1: uh, <laughs> He said he wanted a big boo. I, I don't yeah, I
2: mean.
0: <laughs> I got that dad
2: boom. No, but like I think that I don't I don't remember asking like like specifics like oh, do you want a southern? I think it was more on the less like okay, our religious beliefs, uh our family values, would like somebody with a big family. I think that kind of like that all went into real big detail for what I wanted.
0: Okay. Now, I was going to ask this, but it seems like you already answered it in another question, which was, you get to the big day, the the day of you guys walking down the aisle and exchanging vows and whatnot, I was going to ask, did either one of you feel like, at that last minute, like, I, I can't do this, but it doesn't look like you had a choice. You you had to do it at that point, Right.
1: I mean, I guess technically you could say no, but then you would be in breach of a contract and you would owe money.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: So, um, I mean, technically you could say no. There wasn't anybody that was, like, stabbing you in the back saying you had to. But, you know, you'd come that far. Why on earth would you come that far and then not do it?
0: Yeah, so I guess my my question in replace of that would be, what was your level of nerves at that point when you're waiting behind the door (laughs) or the curtain to go out and marry somebody that you literally are seeing for the first time?
2: <laughs> well, for, for about, I want to say the, the entire process, when they said, okay, we found you a match, yeah. I completely, and I'm like I'm not joking here, I shut my brain off. I was like, hey this is going to be fun. This, I, I didn't know what I was really doing, because again, this is not... I can't watch Married at First Sight season two and then say, Okay, well this is what the process of what they went through. This is all completely I had no idea. I th- maybe this was a joke. Maybe this was I was gonna get punked. I had no idea what was going on. So mm. when I went through the process, I was like I shut my brain off. I didn't really take in take it in until I was in my hotel like basically all my grooms been left. I'm standing in a hotel and I'm thinking to myself, What am I doing?
3: Yeah.
2: Like this reality actually, you know, Came in and said, "This is ridiculous." But then I was like, "All right, let me just go through it." I went to the altar. I'm standing at the altar. Waited for, let's say, 45 minutes for her to show up. <laughs> so I'm there, sweating. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm sweating on TV." I'm gonna, look like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm disgusting right now. She's gonna come over there, and this guy's like a sweat box So I'm waiting 45 minutes, and she finally comes out, and it's just a big relief. But okay. then I was like, you "Crazy." Well, <laughs> or an actress. I don't know. What was- <laughs>
1: Well, one of the things I thought too, like, I mean, I guess like your adrenaline is pumping so much. You really don't have time to be scared, but also champagne definitely helped. I was like drinking all morning, but um, I thought that it was maybe going to be a punk show. Literally, like I was going to go down there and it was going to be like, ha ha jokes on you. You just now you have to marry your ex or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that premise, like in the back of our mind kind of helped us not take it. I don't know not maybe not too seriously in the very beginning and that's kind of what got us to the altar because we didn't know what to expect. Now people they know it's not a joke. They know it's not, you know, it's still a crazy premise, but it's it's an arranged marriage and like they have confirmation of that.
0: So hindsight is 2020. I want you guys to be honest. I think I know what Jason's answer is, but I don't know what Courtney's is. When <laughs> so we'll go Jason first. When you're standing up there and you see Courtney for the first time, what was your first impression?
2: I was like, "All right, they." <laughs> I'm under pressure here. I got her next to you. So <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Um, I was like, first thing, first thing in my head. Okay, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Aww. They got that right. But as she walked in, I'm like, okay, what's the catch? There's <laughs> got to be a catch for this. Nothing in life is always is always a give and a take. Yeah. So that was my impression. Okay. So. What was wrong with me? That's what you wanted to know? Well, I just... You know what? It's TV. That's the thing. So what do you... I don't know what to expect.
1: But now you know what the catch was. The
2: catch was, yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) That's that's the catch. Uh,
0: Courtney, so what was yours, Courtney?
1: Well, when I first saw him... Well, I mean, I was just concentrating on, like, walking down the aisle and not tripping and falling flat on my face. But this guy was up there. I thought he was cute, but my... First reaction was, God, his suit is way too big. On uh, <laughs> Which it was.
2: I thought I had the wrong suit. I'm in the, I'm in the dress. I'm, in, I'm changing everything. I'm like, all right, I'm changing my friends. I'm like, well, no, that's my suit. He's like, no, this is your suit. And I'm like, no, it's just too big. They did not nothing, no customization to the suit. Wow. <laughs> that generic suit off the
1: rack.
2: It was like a suit from like 1990.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I thought he was so handsome. And I remember I just like, he was shaking. And like, I have this thing called hot ear. Like, when I get nervous, the tips of my ears turn red. And I noticed Jason had hot ear. So his ears were red. And I was like, okay, this guy is nervous. And like, you could visibly see him shaking. And I just like grabbed his hands and I was like, just breathe. You know, this is, this is gonna be fine. And
0: okay. So you got through that part pretty, pretty well. I mean, physically, you guys were both attracted to each other, which was a huge thing. Because as we saw with yeah. Jamie and Doug, there wasn't <laughs> it,
3: <laughs> there Doug, there.
0: Doug was like panting over Jamie and Jamie thought he was disgusting <laughs> essentially. So, um, so yeah, so it worked for you guys on the, on the physical part. So absolutely. So now we get up to the altar, you're going through the things when you're actually getting married, going through the vows, exchanging the vows. It <laughs> is it even possible to put into words how bizarre that must have been to stand next to somebody that you literally just met are looking to, into their eyes and exchanging vows with them. Like, how do you explain that to people who were watching at home?
1: Well, I couldn't tell you one vow that we said because I was too busy trying to read the woman's paper upside down to figure out what his name was because I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't remember my name either.
2: I was like, oh my God. I was in a blur. I don't, again, like, I. Like Courtney said, I have no idea what was going on, but I was just trying to go with it and try not to make a fool out of myself. Because you are conscious that that cameras are on you, and you don't want to like do something stupid. And plus, this girl, like I just met, it, it it was surreal. It was one of the most surreal experiences I think I'll ever have. But
0: oh yeah, like I I can't. That's what I'm saying. I I don't even know how you could explain that to somebody. I mean, people meet at a bar or meet out wherever for the first time. It's it's kind of awkward having that first conversation, and now. You're taking that first conversation, basically turning it into your vows. And, hey, I'm marrying this person. Oh, I, I, just, I, can't I even just tried imagine. to be
2: comedic about it, I think. I tried to be funny. I'm like, nice to meet you. And then like, she laughed. and Yeah, I said
3: nice
0: yeah, to meet you. And it was, it was, it was, you're
2: having fun with it. And, and she got it. That's the thing. We were just going with it. And I think that was why we got along so well. Because we took it seriously. We did. But at the same time, we're like, let's just see what happens. No pressure. Let's have fun with this.
0: Do you know which couple you were in terms of filming order? Were you first, second, or third?
1: We were the second wedding.
0: Okay. Were they all done on the same day, or were they three completely different days?
1: Um, Two completely different days. So we got married on a Sunday. Okay. I know Monet and Vaughn got married um, Saturday night. We got married first on Sunday, and then Jamie and Doug got married third on Sunday. Third
0: on Sunday. Okay. Okay, so the ceremony now is over, and you're off for, you know, many just the mini many. Re- did they have many receptions? Did they did? Didn't they?
1: Oh yeah, okay. there was a reception we got after.
0: Okay, so your family wasn't there, correct, Courtney? Right. Okay, no. so you guys are in the reception room, and honestly, it's your first time actually having to get to talk to the other person, and get to know them more all while you're you have just been married so once you're able to have that first conversation do you remember some of the things that you asked him and he asked you right at that reception
1: um yes so before we actually got to go to our reception we were like out in the hallway um getting to know each other okay and one of the first things That I told him, like after we talked about job, like I asked him what he did, and he told me firefighting. And I was like, well, actually, he said EMT and then firefighter. And I had told no one that both my brother and my dad have firefighter backgrounds. That's my brother's full time job. And my dad was a volunteer. And I did not tell anybody, any of the experts there. So I was like, oh my gosh, this really is meant to be. Like there's some substance (laughs) here. But then that got me thinking, okay, my parents aren't here of course he wants to know why I walked myself down the aisle. So I told him where my family was and you know why they couldn't be there. And then he told me about his family and why his family wasn't there. And that was the first bonding that we had because nobody gets married without their family. So we both felt like we had something to explain to each other and also kind of like, I would say made me self-conscious in the moment because I'm like, okay, this guy probably thinks I'm a freak. I have no family because I walked myself down the aisle and he was thinking the same thing, so that took a lot of pressure off of us, and we just had fun.
0: Hmm, that is, I mean, I don't remember Monet and Vaughn's post-vow talk or whatever. I, th- I, I, I just remember Jamie being in the hallway crying and like, I don't want to marry her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. So that was a little bit different. But I do remember you guys. It was pr- I don't want to say pretty smooth sailing. There were probably some bumps in there, but. I remember you guys kind of like when I saw you two of the three couples, I was like, I think this couple at least seems a little more legit than the other two, or it seems like they have stuff in common. Cause they're both. I don't know. There was something I saw, obviously it seemed to work out, but, um,
1: well, we were the only couple that kissed. From at, our the,
0: at the, at the vows. Like when you got at married. The, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, oh. I think they,
1: I think some people kissed on the cheek. But we had some
0: tongue action. <laughs> he slipped me the tongue. Like is like Jason. Going into that, did you know? Like, I know you said you wanted to have fun with it. Were you just like, look, I'm already in it this deep anyway. I might as well just go for it. Or did she give you some sort of sign that was like, yeah, you could, you could do this. You can slip it in there.
2: <laughs> I say a little of both. I mean, I read her. She read me. And I again, this was something where, hey, we're in it. Let's just see what happens. And Courtney always says this. If I didn't give her a kiss you yep. would have known I was a dud. Yep. <laughs> wow.
1: Straight okay. up. It would, have, it would have really changed everything for me because in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, of course, we're just meeting each other. But this is going to be the time that I need him to show me what kind of man he is. And he showed it. And that's the kind of man I needed. That's what he did. And I was like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and, and when you think about it, I mean, there are plenty of people that have met for the first time at a bar and hooked up and made out that night and done other things that night. So –
1: for sure. This was oh,
0: yeah. all just still under the premise of okay, yeah, there's a there's a marriage here, which is legit. Like the marriage if you guys would have gotten divorced or had it annulled at the end of this thing, it would have gone down on your records as you were divorcees. So it's not like mm-hmm. this is some you know it was still kinda weird to me, but I was like, Okay, no, I get it. But um once the show started after that, once you guys got back and began the process of husband and wife which is still, still bizarre to, to say, um, what was the first thing that they had you guys do? Did they send you immediately out on the honeymoon or no?
2: Yeah. They sent us immediately right out. So right. Okay. At, right after the reception, then we went to city hall. That's when reality started to really hit for me at least. Yeah. And now it's every, everything was perfect. Uh, the, from from the, the night, <laughs> from the night was perfect. Everything was great. You can say whatever you want to say. Exactly. But everything was great. The reception, it was beautiful. And then when we're in the room alone, and then with the, they gave us, like, with the, the guy came, and he gave us, like, what? The, the papers. And, you know, the oh, and everything.
1: when they come to you, I guess, like, I don't know his name, like a city hall clerk, basically, you have to sign the papers saying that you are of right sound and mind, and you're not basically on drugs or drunk in order to make the marriage license official because it was backwards. We got married before we had a marriage license.
2: Oh, okay. Things started getting a little real. And then when we went to City Hall to really like, now we're talking about social security numbers. Yeah, that's
1: when we got our marriage license. Yeah,
2: that's when we got the marriage license. Then I'm like, okay, now this is starting to get legal. Now now this is starting to get real. Okay. This is real. My wife. This is not some like television thing where, all right, yeah, we'll say that she's your wife and then, you know, whatever you do, don't worry about it. No, this is like, now we're talking about documents now. Now it's like, oh, sh-, you know, like this is getting,
0: this is getting a little scary. And that was the, that was the day after the wedding took place. So that would have been that Monday. Yes. yes. Okay. So that Sunday night together, you guys were put, you guys stayed in a hotel together.
1: Mm-hmm. We did.
0: Okay. And I'm assuming just judging by the answers that you guys did have sex on your wedding night.
1: We did. Okay. But we lied about it on the show.
0: <laughs> oh, you did? You said you didn't?
1: Well, we said that we didn't have it. We said we didn't do it until our honeymoon just because like I didn't want people in my business and neither did he and we were like, you know, I we just kind of like left it alone and kind of let production run with it. Yeah. So production assumed it happened on our honeymoon and we just we didn't offer up any information until Recently, I guess, like in the past, like year and a half, that we actually had sex on our wedding night. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's pretty
2: private about it. <laughs> okay. We were like,
1: our we were like our reception or our wedding and reception was the bar, and we just took each other home from it. So that's kind of how we looked at it.
0: Okay. Now I know offhand, I know that obviously Jamie and Doug didn't because she was still repulsed by him at that point. Right. Um, I'm, I'm remembering Monet and Vaughn. I thought they said, I thought they admitted that they did, or maybe oh, I'm missing. They oh, they did. Okay, so they admitted they that they did. Okay,
1: yeah. And then it was kind of like played out in like the headlines of, oh, the couple who had sex on their wedding nights, the couple who didn't make it. Yeah. Dun dun dun. And yeah. we were like, we're just gonna keep our mouth shut.
0: <laughs> <jet." laughs> okay, and that's right because that it almost seemed like Monet and Vaughn was physical attraction straight right off the bat, and then as they got to know each other, they realized, oh shit, there's nothing here. Like. Sorry. yeah okay um so you guys go on your honeymoon where did you, where did they send you guys I forgot Ugh. the Poconos Ugh. really
2: <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember uh, New York was freezing that year it was so cold so when they said we were going on a honeymoon I packed like uh, there's no way they're gonna send us to a cold climb you they go pack for winter pack for summer so it was an awesome surprise and I understand I had a really bad work schedule but we had like I think Four days? Yeah, we had four days. We had like four days. I'm like, they got to send us someplace warm. I'm thinking Jamaica. I'm thinking Putacana. I'm not thinking the Poconos.
1: I would have settled for Florida.
2: (sighs) I mean, the
0: fact that they... (laughs) Settled for Rhode Island.
2: No, it it was nice, though. They, They hooked it up nice.
0: Okay, so you guys did that. What was the biggest, I guess, stumbling block issue that you guys had or maybe first thing that you guys had a bump in your marriage did it happen on and did it happen on the honeymoon or did is it a little bit later
1: um schedule was always our biggest problem because he was so busy I was very busy with because we we both are people that pack too much stuff into everyday life I mean I I don't know if we do it as bad now but schedule was always our main conflict but also I think the cameras in general were what our conflict was because our families. Could not be on camera. And so, um,
0: because they didn't want to be, or because they, you, you couldn't arrange it
1: because they did not want to be. And then also, um, Jason's mom and her failing health, I would never push someone to let me meet their parent because of her health. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very important to both of us that we protect our family members.
0: Okay, so when you guys were in the Poconos, was there any issues that came up at all, or no? No, no, no. You guys were just they didn't kinda...
2: get on the horse. <laughs> yeah, I almost died. I almost froze to death on a horse. If, it, if that counts as a hiccup, <laughs> you do for love, right?
0: So, so after that, you come back, and then once you guys are back from honeymoon, you guys basically went back to your lives, living separately, I believe, right?
1: Um, For a couple of days, we were separate, and um, I was in my Upper East Side, one-bedroom apartment with my friend Chantel. I used to live in a living room, and he went back to Bensonhurst, Brooklyn with his mom and his two cats, and we had to figure out a way to live together. Oh, I know what our first conflict was. It was when we were talking about where we were going to live. That's our first conflict.
0: And what did that end up being?
2: Well, at the time, I was taking care of because my mom had cancer, so she
0: was really sick.
2: And I was like, I I don't really, I I don't know what to do. Do we move into a place? But production actually helped us get a place for a little bit in the time being. We could.
1: The issue was money, though, because someone has a savings account and someone didn't. Oh. That was me. (laughs) So I had negative instead of a plus, so I was in
0: debt. Okay, so you guys are now living together. And how often, it, like, how was the filming done once you got back from the honeymoon? How many months was it? And we're talking, once you guys were together, were they just 6 a.m.? They were with cameras waking you guys up? And how was it working with the camera schedule?
2: Well, it was pretty accommodating. They like Because my schedule was all over the place. I worked, I look almost right near where we lived before. And... <clears throat> it was, they would come say, what time could you film? So I would come home from work and then we film. And then sometimes they would just film along with Courtney and do interviews.
1: I feel like they were always there with me. Jason kind of got out of it a lot because of his work schedule And like when he was going in at 6 a.m. and coming home at 10 p.m. or overnight shifts, they had no choice. But sometimes they would just come and film me and they're like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sitting here. They're like, no, you need to do something. I'm like, no, I'm sitting here. Get away from me. I'm watching TV. No, you can't watch TV. What are you doing now? I'm eating. Like, (laughs) And they're like, don't you have any friends? And I'm like, yes, but I'm tired. (laughs) So you didn't
0: like at the time you were still just doing burlesque, right? Or were you doing nursing at the time or no, or still going to school?
1: well, no, I wasn't in school anymore. At the okay. time, I worked for a tech startup okay. and um, in the advertising industry. And so because it was a tech startup, I was working usually 12 hours a day. But then the burlesque thing was just an extra activity. So that was just like with my girlfriends. But what made it super stressful, well, and there were guys in there too, but what made it super stressful with my schedule was we are preparing – for this live immersion theater show that we were doing. That Mm -hmm. was a three hour show that lined up on decision day. It was literally decision day and that show. And Jason happened to be in the show with us. So that's why our schedules were ridiculous. Like now it's not that bad, but that was the main reason. And then you throw filming in on that. And then they, I mean, they did follow us everywhere, everywhere, but into my work and into Jason's work everywhere else, wrestling burlesque, Home shopping in the bathroom. They were there.
0: Wow, God, that's so bizarre. Um, so Jason, you're (laughs) Jason. You're currently a a New York firefighter, correct? Correct. Is it? I one of my good friends out here in Dallas is a firefighter, and his his shift is twenty four hours on, forty eight hours off. Is that the way it is for you guys, or how is it out there?
2: Oh, it's a little different. Like it's you do your twenty fours, but there's no, it's not like 24 and then two off. It's like you could do a 24 and then I could work the next night and do another 24. It's just gotta be at least eight hours in between shift. So sometimes I'll be working 90 hour weeks and then sometimes I won't only be working a 24 in a whole week. Okay. So it really fluctuates. Yeah. You work it around your schedule basically, but sometimes I'm working crazy hours.
0: Okay. And now, and now Courtney, you're doing what? Um,
1: now I am a makeup artist. Makeup. Um, for
0: film and television, and I'm working to
1: get into the union. Oh, okay. Where did I yeah, where did, Oh, you know. <laughs> special effects, makeup. Okay,
0: I, I apologize for mentioning nurse earlier. And the only reason I said that is because next week's guest is a nurse, and I almost had to get her to fill in today because, as you know, we, we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict uh, to record yes. this. I had to go to her today, and she's a nurse, and that's why I mixed you guys up. You guys are both blonde. I no and whatever. problem. Okay, anyway. um, Okay, so here, ne- so, so here's where that. we're at with you guys are going through fairly swimmingly. Everything's kind of going. Your issues were what money and how often you were seeing each other, if I remember correctly?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Cause what, yeah, because I remember you guys like weren't seeing each other all that much because of his schedule and your schedule, and they were just mm-hmm. constantly competing. How much time were you honestly together during a 24-hour period on average?
3: Oh,
1: Awake, like three hours. Yeah, I said three
0: hours. Oh god, and that and that went on for what two months? Filming six weeks. What was Um, it? Um,
1: our experiment was only five weeks before decision day. But I mean, something that was unique about us, and I don't know if Monet and Vaughn and Jamie and Doug did this, but when the cameras weren't there, we were always talking. Like we literally hardly slept. Well, (laughs) oh boy. We also like talked a lot and we played like 20 questions and as nerdy as that sounds that's how we really got to know each other so i don't know i just feel like we really clicked and then i don't know everybody thought like product from the production side they named the different couples like couple a or team a team b team c and we were we were team c because they thought that we had the least likelihood of staying together Monet and Vaughn were team A because they thought that they were 100% perfect match. Jamie and Doug were team B because they were like, "Okay, this is 50-50, they might." And they thought me and Jason weren't going to stay together.
0: Really? Because I remember watching the show thinking this is going to be the only couple that does make it. At least or at least says at the end of this thing, "Yes, we want to stay married." Like that's But that was just my opinion. I mean, that was just one guy sitting on his couch watching, but um
1: I mean, I think a lot of people saw that, like, after, you know, when the camera started rolling, I think the production probably changed their mind. But, you know, just from paper, we were the least likely to stay together because we were the youngest. We also had the most problems on paper in terms of, you know, scheduling. And I don't know. It was just, I guess, on paper, everybody looked better than we did.
0: Huh. Interesting. Now talking to you and watching the show or whatever, when it comes to decision day, was there ever any doubt that either of you were going to choose to stay together? No.
2: What? (laughs) No, I mean, there was obviously like, could have fooled me. Almost fooled America. (laughs) No, it was, I always had in my heart that I knew what I wanted to do. It just, at the time I was going through a lot of personal stuff with my mom. And this was not just like, okay, I'm on this show. Life goes on. Everything is good. I was just starting, not even starting my new career yet. Um, my mother was, her health was failing really bad. And it was one of those times where I just, it was in, in life where I didn't realize what I did realize what was going on, but I didn't want to, I basically didn't want to like put it into reality. And I'm getting married or I'm already married to some stranger. Like it was a lot of internal stuff and I was just going to do my best to try to have a good marriage and see where it takes me. But it was, it was rough. I didn't want to hurt, bring her into all this craziness that's going on in my life. And it was a scary time for me.
1: We were also really worried about the future because Jason was going into the fire Academy and he didn't know if I was going to be able to handle it or not. And I for me I always knew. Yes, 100% I want to stay with him. And there was like a moment on decision day where he kind of like did a fake out and acted like he didn't know if he was going to say yes or not. But our true conflict and our true like trials happened after the experiment. And like I know you had mentioned that um you hadn't seen the first years. Yeah. Well, the first season of the first years was like watching a train wreck for me and Jason. Specifically for me because I was going through things, he was going through things, and that's when we all fell apart.
0: Oh, okay. So you guys obviously on decision day decide to stay together. Um, so my next question would be, Courtney, when did your family get on board with all this? Or are they still not? I have no idea. Are they still not on board, or where are they um, at?
1: Are, they are now. Okay. Um, so shortly after, after we were done filming, and I like – I talked to my parents the entire time. Not, I mean, usually I talk to my parents, like, daily or every other day. Like, I talked to my sister a lot, too. But I just kind of, like, kept my distance from them. I told them, you know, I'm safe. I'm okay. I know what I'm doing. All they wanted to do was make sure that I was safe. Because, you know, they were they were worried. Everybody has concerns with something this radical. Um, my parents met Jason. And my entire family met Jason for the first time in July um, of 2014. So, it was, you know two and a half months after the experiment finished that I introduced him to my family and they've loved him ever since.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad we'll that's, uh, did. I'm, glad, I'm glad that's uh, turned into a positive. Cause like you said, I mean, you were married to the guy for what? Two and a half months before they met him. Is that what it yes. was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it airs July through August, September of 14, right? That's when we see it. Right. When did they start filming Jason and Courtney first year of marriage or whatever that show was? When did that start filming immediately? Or?
1: October of 2014.
0: And how long did that film for?
1: Until the beginning of January, 2015.
0: Okay. So you had another couple months there now right. explain to everyone, especially to me, cause this is all going to be new to me. I did not see that season. What was the storyline quote unquote for you guys that season? Like you said, it kind of all fell apart or That's where your it conflict was, all- was? <laughs> was?
2: The basically the honeymoon stage. Not even the honeymoon stage. It was just it was a transition through a whole different life. Through everything. Everything was great. We had the, the apartment beforehand and then they said, Okay, well, if you want to keep this apartment, you guys gotta pay thirty five hundred dollars a month. But the-
1: that was like that was that wasn't the experiment. He's talking about the well, first. Well, I'm saying after. He's talking about what happened with the first year.
2: Well, the transition was everything was great. Not everything was great in the beginning, but everything was – it felt awesome. And then all of a sudden, life starts to hit you. Yeah. I, I joined the fire academy. That's, that
1: was the which, first problem.
2: Which was <laughs> our schedule. We had schedule problems before, but this was a totally different animal. This was five days a week, uh, what, 15-hour days,
3: early like, in the morning.
2: Five, five in the morning, I'm out of the house. I come home at like seven at night.
1: And he was and, like a walking zombie. Like he was a shell of himself.
2: Yeah, yeah. New York City Fire Academy is is no joke. It's yeah. basically like, the, it's like the army. It's physically, it's taxing, it's mental, and you get to go home on the weekends. But it's you're, you're shot, and then we get a studio apartment, which was not the best idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not the best idea to. to I mean, with space, no, nah, nah, yeah. especially with get you need your space. Um, that was one of the things.
1: And then on top of that, I was traveling for work. I was still working at the ad advertising tech company. And, well, I ended up quitting in between it. But part of the storyline for the show was that I had been fired, which, in fact, I had not been. But that's how it came across in the storyline. So when I was at home during the days, which I was going through, like, a depressed state in my life. And, like, I recognize that now. But at the time, I didn't realize you know, what exactly I was going through. And so looking back and seeing like, it made it look like I was at home all day, like in the bed, couldn't wash my hair, couldn't like take a shower. And then it just shows like me crying all the time because Jason wasn't there. And so I mean, I think we got hit with a brick wall in terms of life coming at you fast. We had it very easy in the beginning. And then life hit hard one thing after another. And I'm so lucky we get to relive that all the time. I was gonna you know? say,
0: so when you were when you were actually living it in real life, it wasn't nearly as bad as when they replayed it for everybody on TV. Um, it or, was
1: still bad. Or it was still it, bad.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think seeing it back on TV made me personally realize I needed to do some changing and a lot of self-reflection to get my act together because even like something as simple as not simple, but the things people say on Twitter. Now those things weren't hundred percent accurate, but there was a lot of truth in every mean thing someone said because I needed to change. And I was able to see that through seeing probably one of the worst times in my life on television for everybody to see.
0: What was your biggest thing that you had to see I, or witness yourself before you realize I need to make a change?
1: Um, I noticed myself always blaming Jason for things that were happening to me, like things that I couldn't handle. And just I was crying all the time, but I wasn't. I, I, I know like one of the times I said to um, Dr. Joseph, like I feel like I'm trying to do it all. And I realized like I had a control issue. I had a problem with having production in my house all the time. I had a problem with not being able to say exactly what was going on. I had a problem with Jason not being there because I felt that He needed to be there with me all the time in order for me to feel okay in that. And I just, I had to, I guess, get beaten down, have a lot of bad things happen over and over again in order to be like, okay, Courtney, get up. You picked this. Now you fix your life. Like you agreed to all of this, put your big girl panties on, cry about it, but then get up and get moving. And it took me a while to get there.
0: Well, I'm glad that you did. I mean, because that's not everybody can get to that point. You might have a lot of people might have just given up and just been like, "This is too tough." So, congratulations that you guys were were able to make it through that. And Jason, for you during that first season of filming, or the first season of the 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 second show, um, obviously you were at work a lot. So when they were filming, you was it a lot of, I don't know, you coming home to Courtney crying? Like, was that really reality?
2: It was you won't neat. hurt my feelings. You speak like this. No, it was – again, I would work so much in the, like at the academy, and then I would come home and like, all right, got to film now. And I'm completely shot. I have to study. And I'm like, all right, now I'm trying to juggle this fire academy and trying to film a television show. Um, oh,
1: and the cleaning. I did it clean. <laughs> Never.
2: Yeah, that was – again, was yeah, that, that was – because I'm not a neat freak by any means, but I was like – it was, it was everything. And again, it was the biggest thing in all of that was uh, my mother had just passed away. And yeah. it was – I still haven't – I wasn't able to grieve. I wasn't able to do anything because I had to keep going. I had the fire academy. I had a brand-new wife. I had a brand-new apartment. I had a television show I'm filming. Like there was no, nothing for me. Everything was bottling up, everything. And it was the, it was the most difficult time in my entire life. And, you know, of course, you mentioned Dr. Joseph. He was one of the experts on it. And I remember speaking to him, and I said, I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I'm just going through the motions with everything in life. And I remember him telling me, he's like, listen, if you can get past this point in your life with Courtney, you can get through anything. Yeah. And he was right.
1: Did you ever want
0: to
2: quit? No. There was always part of me that was like, if we can get through this, we're going to be okay.
0: And well, that's okay. that's – I mean, it's unbelievable <laughs> to hear now because I didn't know that second part or the second show. It, it, I had no idea that was what you all went through. I knew that, Jason, I knew that your mother had passed, but I didn't know the timing of it and in terms of what it had to do with the second show. And But then knowing that you were just started the Academy and st- having to study and then, like you said, putting in a 12-, 15-hour day and having to come home and be like, now technically my day is starting again because I have to put on this <laughs> face for a camera. Yep. It's honestly amazing that you guys are, are are where you are right now. Honestly, like I, that's just. I think too many people. I think so many people would have given up at that point because both of you had shit going on that you just were. It would have been so easy to back out. So I I, I commend you both for able to sticking to be able to stick through that because that's huge. So
1: thank you. Um, that- been
0: easier to quit. <laughs> yeah. so once once the second show ended was there a third was there was there another one or am i missing it There's there one was one.
1: there yeah. was a there was a second season
2: of the first years
0: the first was... years second season okay
2: yeah i know right yeah for punishment if you didn't realize it
0: so so how was that season compared to the First season of the first year. That's so confusing. I know. Um,
1: <laughs> well, the second season started off as um, kind of a, a redemption. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of explain myself in the very first episode, like the first part of the first episode, because everybody wanted to know okay, why did Courtney look this way in the experiment? And then everything, basically everything she said she wasn't, she actually is for the first year. So, you know. I had to explain myself, and it kind of started off on a better foot. Like, I had a new job. I was actually working in makeup. Jason was already out of the academy, and it's like, okay, now let's start the new chapter. And so I think that the um, second season was definitely positive for us, but we also had bigger issues that came up, which ended up being money and how we handle money. And it's completely different. Jason's a saver and I'm a spender, and we got to learn that the hard
0: way. Oh, the money issue. I, yeah, I, I think that. I mean, I would think. I mean, I've never been married, so I, I can't speak for it. But I have every single one of my close friends is married. I talk to them a lot, and you know, I don't think it's earth shattering news here that most <laughs> marriage problems stem from money issues. Like it's just because yeah. if money weren't, if money weren't an issue, and it would just make everything so much easier. If there were, I think money that's
1: issues. the top three things that people get divorced for. I think it's like. I mean I I know it's one of the top like three or four it's or something. Be.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. now went by by the end of that second season of the first years, um was it resolved? Like you guys were like, okay, like did it end on a happy note and that was it? That was the last of your TV appearances?
1: It did. It ended on a happy note. We we celebrated with like um a second honeymoon in Hawaii. We were so blessed to be able to go to Maui
0: Much better than the Poconos. Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) And what was even better is Jason gave me the diamond ring I wanted.
0: Oh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: She wanted a ring personally from me and basically to take my last name because I never, like, again, we got married at first sight. So I didn't properly ask her for my last name. So she always said, okay, well, when are you going to ask me for your last name? So I ended up doing a nice little you know, uh, thing on the beach. And I pr- basically proposed a little bit backwards, but yeah. I mean, Hey, look at us. <laughs> We're doing, uh, I proposed on the beach with like a thing where you take my last name and it was one of the most amazing experiences. I can we imagine. ended, a- we ended our series
1: stir our stint on the television for sure on a positive note, but I forgot one part. The reason why the the ring was a big deal. Was because when we were fighting, I took my ring from the show off of my finger, threw it at him, and it went down the damn disposal. <laughs> so I threw my ring down the drain.
0: Oh boy! And they never found it, or they did. They were able to go well, through the pipes Jason, and get it. Um, eventually it. Eventually, we found it. Yeah. <laughs> eventually found it. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, okay. So that was the end of that, and then you guys did a <laughs> a, a, a YouTube series or something. Yes. Okay. And yeah, how long, it. how long did that go for? Is that still going? Or,
2: or? Yes. We're about doing a new YouTube series. It's going to be, uh, probably in the next, next coming weeks. We're going to. No, but we still Mary. have married. Oh yeah. We still have married. life. That's what was asking. Series, yes.
0: Oh wait, Mar- <laughs> wait. Married life is, oh, that's a, that's a current series that you've been doing yes. ever since. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so how often on- is that on? How often do you guys post something on that?
1: Um, Well, we don't have control of it. The network has control of it, so it's um, a a combined effort. It used to air on the TV. I know it gets a little weird. It used to air on the TV. Now it's just completely digital, and they don't really have a set posting schedule for it. But we're revamping our YouTube, and we're also, through sponsorships and um, sponsored content, we're bringing our own personal YouTube videos back, and that's going to be weekly.
0: Now the filming of this, is it done by the the network is it done by lifetime that's now airing the show or how who's filming um, this or do you guys yeah we have a
2: camera we film ourselves
0: oh, it's like you, a- oh it's yourselves
2: okay okay
1: yeah i'm the director
0: <laughs> okay um one thing i wanted to talk about was the doctors on the show were overall would you find that one they were helpful and two if they didn't have doctors on the show that you were able to meet with, would you guys still be together today?
2: Um I think they were very helpful, but if they weren't there i, I guess at the time it would have been a little bit harder to to communicate uh to, like, to communicate with each other because we were like you would talk to them and they would give us amazing advice. but I think honestly we would still be together okay. even if they you know they weren't around at the time
1: well. Having the doctors part of the show I think is wonderful, but what a lot of people don't realize is you can be given all the information that you need in order to succeed, but if you're not receiving that information, if you're not receptive to help, there's nothing that anybody can do for you. You have to be the one that wants to change or wants to receive help, and I think that's part of the problem with the show. A lot of people from our season up until season six think that they're perfect going on this show and that they don't need to change. Well, every single person who's cast on this show needs to change from their single self in order to have a successful marriage. Because that's what marriage is in general. It's two imperfect people that are supposed to come together for the greater good of the marriage and to be better people and a better unit together.
0: So Jason, if Courtney well what was going through the first years, that first part of the first years, and she said, you know, she went through a lot and Blamed you for a lot and whatever, and then she had to. Re- she realized she, she had to change. If she did not change and if she stayed on the path that she was going in that first season, would you guys still be together?
2: I really mean, I I don't know. If she no,
0: hadn't changed,
2: like, I don't I don't necessarily think yeah. that we would be together. Yeah, I mean, if especially with me, I had to change as well. I couldn't have just been in that same you know rut where I was in. If we, we change together, and I think a good marriage, you change throughout the years and you change together and you can basically become become one.
1: I mean, if, if I hadn't changed from that first season or the first years, it was exhausting. Nobody could have handled that. It was like it, it was it was very, very bad. And like, no, there's no way he would have still been with me and or I with him because I would have like gone home, crawled like to North Carolina, crawled in a ball. And just like had my family like pick me back up instead of you know accepting that I needed to change.
2: Yeah, we really from that first season we transitioned into. Again, I feel like I transitioned to a boy to a man.
0: I was gonna say I feel like I became a doll. <laughs> oh my god! You That's so cute. <laughs> look at <laughs> oh you! God, look at you that. too! Look at you! Look at how cute you guys are. Um, <laughs> um, if so, here's here's a question. Just now having heard you guys and knowing how this whole process went when when you guys started finally talking to each other and finding out more about the other person and their background and what they're from what they're like and obviously you guys were both in the new york area i know new york has got a shit ton of people in it with eight million or something in new york um whatever it is um once you guys started talking did you ever realize you had mutual friends had ever been at the same place at the same time before all this anything where you guys there was a connection in the past
1: um we think that if the show hadn't happened we would have met each other somehow okay. or maybe we like missed a connection before the show because we have like i don't know we used to run in the same places like same stomping grounds like places that he had like the areas he used to work in i had worked in it was kind of bizarre in that fact. But we didn't have any specific connections, like, friend-wise.
3: hmm Yeah,
2: that's... Completely different. But, like, I think we would have definitely met somehow.
1: Yeah, but, like, you know, we used to talk about, oh, yeah, I used to go to 13-step all the time. And it's like, yeah, I used to go to 13-step, which is, like, this really bro bar that's Lower East Side. Okay. Like, Super Frat College. There's a certain kind of crowd there, if you catch my drift. <laughs> so... I don't know, like little things like that, and we like used to talk about that. I think we would have met each other.
0: Do you and think I, it's it's kind of a weird hypothetical? But do you think if you guys would have met uh, in person at some point, and you guys never did this show, that one of you would have had the balls or just had the gumption to go up to the other one and introduce themselves and formally meet? And that's I, I mean I guess well, it's so it's such a tough question to ask because it's. Well,
1: this is- we know the answer.
0: Oh. oh
2: yeah! And at the time, I did. I, I would have did my thing, you know. And, uh... <laughs> he
1: would have waited for me to come up to him, and I didn't do that. I wait for pe- people come to me. I don't go to yeah, them. Yeah, okay. And he had the same.
2: You, you would have came up to, here, to me, and, you... and I would have been like, all right, all right. No, and I would have no. told her you're gonna buy me a drink or what? You <laughs> come know to me. Oh, see, this is this is a dilemma right now. Okay. i buy my drinks
0: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um. Well, that's interesting because, I, you know, like I said, it's it's. I know it's hard to put yourself back in that, and now knowing each other and been married for four years, it's tough to say like, oh no, I never would have approached you, or no, I mean, I just, I can't see. Oh, maybe Jamie and Doug. Like, I don't. Maybe if I asked the same question to Jamie and Doug, Jamie would be like, no, I, I never would have th- looked twice at that guy because certainly that's I, the way she felt in the beginning. So I think
1: that we like maybe might have talked to each other at a bar, but it would have been like. I don't know, probably wingmanning for one of his friends talking to one of my friends or something like that Mm -hmm. because it's neither one of our personalities. Like, we wait for people to come to us because, like, life of the party, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Jason's acting like he's never had this conversation before, and he has. (laughs) He's just trying to be modest now. He's cocky. I am not. Yes, you
3: are. See, look where you started, Steve. This is uh...
0: Oh, good. I'm glad I'm getting it. I'm glad I'm starting a fight between you guys for a little mini (laughs) argument. Um, uh, One thing that I want to ask you, and I know you've been asked this a thousand times, so I'm going to ask it a different way. And my question is, do you want to have kids? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure you've been asked, when are you having kids or why haven't you had kids yet? And I don't know, sometimes I feel that's a bit intrusive. So as long as you say you want to have kids, I don't. I don't need any sort of timeline or reasoning from you guys why you haven't up to this point or when it's when it's coming from this point forward. I'm good with that. I mean, maybe it's just me. Do you find it intrusive when people, in terms of whether it's interviewers or people on social media, saying, when are you guys going to have kids or why haven't you had kids yet? Do you find it intrusive? Well,
3: I- oh,
2: actually, you're the first person that ever asked that question to us. Oh, he I'm,
0: I'm not. not.
1: <laughs> I want to strangle people. Like, Full force. Let me muffle you or, mu- like, put a muzzle on you like a dog. Like, I get so irritated. Like, once or twice, you know, it's fine. Like, from from family, that's fine. People I actually know. But on social media, when people assume I'm pregnant because I'm not the same weight that I was when I was in my wedding dress on TV for the first time, sometimes, you know, that gets to you because, yes, I have gained weight, but it's not because I have a baby in it yet. I'm trying to get a baby in it, but... <laughs> No
0: baby yet. Just my tequila and vodka. We're working on it. Okay. Yeah. And that's all, that's, that's really all I need to know. I don't, I don't, I, because if you were to just say like, no, we're, we're still undecided, then obviously that would be a major reason why you currently don't have kids because you're still (laughs) undecided. But yeah, you guys want to, then when you do, then we'll know. And that's all I care about. Um, Okay, We'll so,
1: definitely let you know before we announce it. Yes, like, please, please do. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, so I end every podcast with what is called the final ten. It's just ten random questions. These are kind of um, – I'm going to go a little newlywed game with you guys here just in terms of talking about the other person. And love- so we're going to have a little fun with this. Sometimes <laughs> it will be a question just for Jason. Sometimes it will be just for Courtney. And sometimes it will be for both. So the question number one. Is for both of you, but Jason, you go first. What's okay. the one thing that Courtney does that drives you up a wall?
3: Oh,
2: my God. Leaves plastic bottles all around the house.
0: <laughs> plastic bot, Like water bottles? It,
2: like water bottles, cans. I'll find one under the bed. I'll find one on, on a lamp. I'll find one on my Xbox. I'll find one on, oh, everywhere. everywhere. Everywhere in the house. Empty plastic bottles.
1: I'm addicted wow. to seltzer water. And
2: sometimes they're half-fallen, and I spill them all over the floor. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: I can right. go on forever. <laughs> but that's, that's the first thing that came to mind, though. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Courtney, what about you? For, one thing that Jason does that drives you up a wall?
1: I have a really good sense of smell, and he likes to drink protein shakes, but leave a tiny little bit in the shaker bottle and then leave the lid on it just to where I will be like cleaning something, and I'll smell like rotten farts, and it is his protein <laughs> shaker bottles. And there are millions of them everywhere like three uh, <laughs> okay there's like three but still they smell to high heavens
0: it's funny that that question elicited two responses that both revolved around something fairly and like if, th- <laughs> if that's your worst problem or the first the only thing that, the <laughs> biggest thing that bugs you about the other i think you guys are good because <laughs> those <laughs> are easily uh those are easily correctable um okay question number two this one's just for courtney uh courtney are you a fan of wrestling now
1: Actually, yes, I am. I kind of love it. I just watched the Royal Rumble. As did I, with him and his friend. Did you like
0: it? Oh, I loved it. No, I I mean I've I've been a WWE fan for since sixth grade. So you'll always, yeah. I've I'm a huge, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So, um, Jason, are you still doing it?
2: Yes yes i'm actually going to to london to wrestle for a tour uh the second week of february so i'm back in there
0: really? so you just do a bunch of indie bookings i'm assuming yeah wow yeah. that's good what's your what is your character name now or what is it
2: it's just jason carry on that's it
0: jason keep calm and carry on oh okay that's that's awesome like i'm a huge wrestling fan so i could talk about this stuff for hours but so, oh Courtney, God, so Courtney, you it. are a, you you do watch it with him, and you do watch the pay per views and and Raw and SmackDown, or just the pay per views?
1: Um, I watch I watch Raw and SmackDown with him. I watch a little, you know, wrestling on my own too.
3: Yeah, Total Divas. <laughs> that's what you watch. I love.
0: Oh, Total you watch Divas. the Total Divas? Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, and a lot of Jason's friends that I've met too that are in the indie circuits, like yeah. in Ring of Honor, like I. We go to those shows together and like we watch as friends. So I mean, I love anything that's live too. Yeah. I would rather be there. If I can feel the sweat then, you know, if it gets sprayed on the crowd, I'm happy.
2: <laughs> big big she's a big fan of sweat.
0: Okay. <laughs> Courtney, who, Courtney who's your favorite either couple or fee- or just female on Total Divas? Just Trinity. You like Trinity and the best. Me.
1: Yeah, her real name's Trinity, but she's the one that has um, all the neon light colors. Yeah.
0: The one that's I married. The her. one that's married to Jay Uso.
1: Yes, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. But I love the Bellas too. I really like um, Brie Bella and her husband Daniel Bryan. And I, I want to like squeeze their little baby cheeks.
0: <laughs> I honestly, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Maybe because she's, uh, I believe, from New York. I, I thought you were going to say Carmella thought you were going to say, Carmela, I, they threw in I don't know how I
1: feel about her. Really? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. She's a little too saucy for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, question number three. Um, so this one's for Jason, since qu- question number two was for Courtney. Uh, Jason, is there something that you got in Courtney that that you never really asked for as any sort of requirement in your application process, but now... You've been with her this whole time. You've been with her four years and realizing, shit, I can't believe that this wasn't something I was mandatory for me to be in a relationship with someone. Ooh, this is a tough
2: one. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: trying to think. I, I I remember asking them, like, oh, yeah, I would like to have, like a, you know, like, a pretty, like, a big family or whatnot, but it was, her family is really big, so... When we started talking, when she's like – we went sort of going to her big family right here. She's just being ridiculous right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, so when, when, she, when I met her big family, I was like, this is awesome. This is something that like, I really was – like I wanted to have like a family because my family was very small or – again, I come from a single-parent uh, home. So when she showed me her family, it was like – it was awesome.
0: How often do you guys get to see them? I'm assuming they still live in North Carolina, Courtney?
1: Uh, yes, they do. We see them every couple months. Oh, really? So, like, um, I'd say, like, every three to four months.
0: Either you go there or they come to you?
1: Well, it's usually we go there, but um, sometimes no. it's, I mean, usually every March we go to Disney World together. Because, like, my mom and my dad have a meeting down there, so we just, like, the whole family goes and... My sister has two little kids. Um, my brother's recently married. Um, so we just like, I don't know, we try to get together as often as possible because my brother and my sister are my best friends.
0: Very cool. Okay. Question number four. This is one's for both of you. Either one of you can answer first. Doesn't matter. What's the most romantic thing the other one has done for you?
3: Good.
1: You want me to go first? Yeah. The most romantic thing Jason's ever done for me was um, associated with my ring. So he designed the ring for me with a jeweler, one of his buddies. that's up in Canada. And so all I ever wanted in a ring was an emerald cut. So not only is it an emerald cut diamond in the middle, but then it's um, a cushion cut, and it's like, I don't know. There's like a whole story behind it. And so like the hearts that are on the side of the band is supposed to symbolize our love for one another. And then there's flames that are on like underneath or It kind of looks like flames. And that's supposed to be symbolic of him being a firefighter, but also our burning love for each other. Ooh. And then on the inside, there's an inscription. So I think that, I think that's like really
0: romantic. Holy shit, Jason. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. good. I was going to say like, I feel like shit now. I mean, granted I'm not married, <laughs> but my that's God, Amy like from- that's, 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 that's husband God. of the year material right there. Um, <laughs> Uh, All right, so us. Jason, how about you? What's the most romantic thing Courtney's ever done for you? Uh, oh, my! One of my favorite
2: things she did for my birthday was she took me like to an awesome steak dinner, and we actually went to a Broadway play, which was Rocky when it was playing you know, in
3: Manhattan,
2: <laughs> and it was one of the most awesome you know birthdays I've ever had, and it's most as you would say maybe romantic. I don't know, but it was good. It was good steak, good alcohol, and hell, Rocky. And you can't get better than yeah, that. Yeah, I was going
0: to say I'm a huge steakhouse fan as well. So that I mean, something like that would have like. You listen to these two stories, and my—if I had a story like that, or talking about some of the most romantic things, something ever did for me would be exactly along the lines of what Jason said. Just hey, give me a good dinner, I, you know? Let's <laughs> let's have some fun, go out, watch a show. Like to me, that's all I care about. Like thank nice you stuff. for doing that God. for me. Just thinking ahead and planning <laughs> something like that would be huge. So, um, all right, question number five. Um, well, who is this one for? I think this one's for both. So we'll do Jason first. Yeah. Jason, first, finish this sentence. If it weren't for Courtney, I wouldn't have a clue on how to blank. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't
2: for Courtney, I wouldn't have a clue. Oh, oh man, he's putting me in. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have a
0: clue to.
1: I can finish it for you. Go ahead. I wouldn't have a clue how to cook broccoli.
0: She taught what? you how to cook broccoli.
1: <laughs> what? You didn't even eat broccoli or green beans or Brussels sprouts until you met me, or you wouldn't know what um, a black face mask was. Peel off.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, Courtney, you can go first. And I'll, yeah. That's like the one that I would say. All right. Oh, sorry. You can finish
0: mine. <laughs> All right, so Courtney, how about you? If it weren't for Jason, I wouldn't have a clue on how to what.
1: If it weren't for Jason, I wouldn't have a clue how good I was at Xbox video games. We play all the time, (laughs) and I win all the time. All
2: right, you know what? Don't don't believe this
0: lie. I was going to say, like, I'm assuming, so that means before you met him, you never played. I I find it hard to believe that now you're better than him because it sounds like he's played for a while.
1: Well, I think it's just like a natural talent, something I was born with. Oh, just, geez. you know, I'm better than him, but <laughs> i been
2: just kidding. Don't believe her lies. My
1: brother had a PlayStation, so I had never played an Xbox, but I mean, I'm a Tetris kind of girl. I don't really like video games that I have to like play someone else at, but any kind of combat, that's the only things we play against each other at the UFC. Okay. And then there's some weird with a Tyrannosaurus Rex that has like a dagger tail <laughs> And I beat him every single time with that.
0: <laughs> this, oh, is, this is fascinating. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Did we get John the dagger tail dinosaur?
1: uh
0: uh-huh. do it for
2: you? <laughs> could
1: you, could you? No, you have to fill in yours now. If it wasn't for me, what would you?
2: If it wasn't for you, Courtney, I wouldn't know how to binge watch a television show I watched a thousand times already. That is true.
1: Okay. He would not know what binge watching is.
0: Okay, that's a good one. I was okay. I was, think, I was thinking that would probably be somewhere in the answer. <laughs> um, okay, question number six. This one's a. The thing is, I, this one's a little newlywed game style as well. But since I didn't get the answers beforehand, you're just gonna have to pretend that, or just you're just gonna have to not cheat. So um, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask Jason a question. Courtney, don't tell him the answer, and just be honest if he got it right. Jason, what would you say is Courtney's biggest fear?
2: Her biggest fear? Spiders.
0: Yep. Okay. And then Courtney for you. What was J- what's Jason's biggest fear? Oh Don't Sharks. tell her. Sharks. Sharks?
1: <laughs> Sharks. Um wait, wait, wait. Let her get a redo. Oh <laughs> um, shit, I don't know. Spiders?
0: Can't have the same fear. Your fears. biggest fear? What is
1: it?
2: It's it's clowns. No, what? it's not yes, it is. You clowns. Don't, you don't know me at all, Courtney. It's clowns. Now yes. is
1: where I insert. I was it for Halloween. So how that, a no, clown? No, you are twerking it, and
2: don't ask. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I've question.
1: never heard you say clowns yes. scared
2: you. You don't know me at all. You know what? Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. you're so you're ser- you're being serious, Jason. Your biggest fear is clowns, and Courtney Courtney had no clue.
2: The clowns have to look a certain way so you, for me to be fair. But they can't look like oh, well, both so of the clowns. That's your biggest like, fear. Like, you ever, like Pennywise, like, like not the new Pennywise. I'm talking like real, like back in it. Anyway,
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number seven. This one's for Courtney. Courtney, what <laughs> it, what is the top thing on Jason's bucket list right now?
2: Skydiving.
0: Is that is that accurate, Jason?
2: Yeah, I want to (laughs) skydive, definitely.
0: Do you think you will soon, both of you? Do you want to do it, Courtney?
1: I do, I do. We were actually, I was supposed to take him for his 30th birthday, and then I broke my foot like a month later, so it's been tabled because of that, but it's something we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to have to be pushed, but, because heights do scare me.
3: Yeah, I'm going
2: to push her.
0: (laughs) 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 Question number eight, um, Probably Well, maybe I won't know the answer to this. I think you might have mentioned it earlier. What's been the favorite place you guys have vacationed together?
2: Uh, my favorite place, probably, I want to say Mexico. I think that's what we had a really good time.
0: Oh, what Mau- <clears throat> it wasn't Maui? <throat>
2: Hawaii was beautiful, too. That's a close second.
0: Okay. And, Courtney, for you, Mexico over Hawaii?
1: Um, Mexico and Hawaii, yes. Okay.
0: All right. Question number nine. These are really quick. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven or eight. But these are really quick. Of it's a who's. It's like a who's question. Like, hey, who's this? So you just answer Jason or Courtney is the answer to each question. Um, who's messier? Courtney. Courtney. Who's the morning person?
2: Jason. Oh, <laughs> Jason.
0: <laughs> um, who's got more of a sweet tooth? Courtney. Courtney. Who's got the shorter fuse?
2: Courtney. Courtney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's the faster eater? Jason. Jason. Who takes longer in the shower? Jason. Really?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> he takes
1: so long.
0: <laughs> okay. And then the final one, who's on their phone more? Courtney. Jason. Oh. What? <laughs> Aww. That was the only. That was the only one that was a differing opinion.
1: Totally, Jason. He's on She's looking time. at
2: memes all the time, and then sending me stuff, <laughs> DMs on Instagram, of memes. Okay, what would 20, be, she's my meme dealer?
1: What would be worse <laughs> if I was looking at memes all day and not including you in on the joke?
2: But I got to look at my phone to look at your memes, and then I got to pick up my phone and look at your memes, and oh, look, that's funny. And, and it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's a
1: great pastime to enjoy.
2: It. <laughs> I, I do enjoy. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, question. Final question number ten. It's usually called. Uh, explain your tweet, but I didn't want to go through your guys's Twitter account to do this. So just um, overall, what is the biggest thing that you took from this experience? The married the big, at first sight experience.
1: Like lesson.
0: Yeah. Biggest lesson I should have said.
1: Um, I would say to trust your gut. Cause even when people think you're crazy, people think you're doing something that is absolutely insane. Go with how you feel, because if I had listened to everything everybody was telling me, then I wouldn't be married to the love of my life right now.
0: Oh, sweet. Wow. <laughs> and Jason, for you? I mean, like
2: I would have to say the same thing. Go with your gut. If there was anything that I, that I was very fearful of this whole experiment, it was to you know just go with it and that's what i did cuz i was like this is a terrible idea this is awful and then <laughs> i went with my gut feeling and it, it changed my life
0: well you guys completed the final 10 you've completed this podcast i um I, this was one of the more fun podcasts i've ever done uh and it's not in it's not in any way kissing your ass or insulting any of my other guests i just i really enjoyed getting to find out more about you guys find out more about the process of everything you kind of went through in all this. And I mean, I'm, I'm very happy for you guys. You guys are really cool. I'm glad, uh, Olivia Caridi definitely gave me a, a heads up that I would love talking to you guys. And I did. So I, I want to thank you guys so much for doing this. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Steve. No, we I,
0: love it. it was great. I uh, thank you so much. Oh, one last question, just out of yeah. curiosity, because I haven't watched, The show, as I said, since your season, every couple basically outside of you and you guys and Jamie and Doug and then one couple, I think, from last season, everyone else has gotten divorced. I've heard they've they've moved it to different cities. It's just kind of a different show right now. Do you guys still watch it every season Do you watch? Have you watched every season of Married at First Sight since yours?
2: Well, we tried to keep up with it. We don't we don't have cable. (laughs) So like we'll, we'll we'll catch it like on the on the app or whatnot every once in a while. But again, it's it, again the show is kind of personal to us. So we'll we'll you know every now and then we'll look at it. But it's just, like you said, it's 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 different. I think people now know what to expect from it. We know what to expect from it. So
1: we kind of stopped watching it when they changed the experts from the people that were our experts.
3: Okay, because that makes they're sense.
1: On the third round, and you know when people ask me now, oh like. Well, how do you feel about the experts? Well, I don't know those experts, so I can't have a feeling about them other than Dr. Pepper. She's the only original that's on there. Like, they got rid of the other ones. So, I mean, not that I take that personally, but, um, I mean, I guess to a certain extent I do because I trust those four experts, the ones they have now. I don't know them, so I can't say I trust them. And sometimes I think that keeps me from watching, but we watched faithfully until last season. So okay. We saw some of season five. We haven't watched an episode of season six yet, but we try to stay in contact with the, ca- like the current cast members. And we just kind of like offer up, Hey, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, let us know. But they've changed the formula of the show this season. And they like, let the cast members meet each other on honeymoons or something like that. So they have each other. And I think that's
0: important. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't follow. And I know that, I mean, it's just the concept, like you said, is crazy. Um, it happened to work out for you guys. It happened to work out for Jamie and Doug, but it's not like, because this show has had a couple successful couples on it, that means that everyone's going to go out and just start marrying people that they had never met before. It was just almost like, it was an experiment and it really worked in season one, but hasn't really worked since, which is, you know, fine for whatever reason, you know, the couple, I don't know anything about any of these other couples. People have told me stuff that I, I remember over the years, like one guy was, totally cheating on this one girl or something like that. I don't know. Um, But uh, yeah, but I just wanted to know exactly what you thought of and how much it's changed. And uh,
1: every season has like their drama, but I swear more drama happens. Like the good stuff happens off air, like on Twitter and like all the sleuthing and stuff and people who are fans of the show digging up the real dirt and then, the stuff on TV is kind of boring.
0: Oh, it is. Like
1: I'm, <laughs> I would rather get into the T.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe I need to pick, maybe <laughs> I need to get, to get into a, the D. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I need to start deep. when they, when they come up with season seven, maybe I need to start watching again or just check it out and just kind of see if I could even tolerate the couples to begin with. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I did read when I did a, a little Wikipedia for, for this, I did read that Vaughn has a kid now with so he he got married to somebody else, obviously, or or he just has a kid. And he didn't get married. Do you know?
1: Um, I'm not sure if they're married, but um his it was like a longtime girlfriend or something. And they have I think it's a little boy. And then from season four, a guy named Nick. And this is like some drama that happened off air. A guy named Nick. And they're not married yet, but he ended up um, having a relationship with a life coach that was somehow associated with the show and the show called After Buzz. Her name's Heather. She's she's a wonderful girl. Like I like her a lot. But they ended up like falling in love and they're currently pregnant with twins now.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what about Monet? Do you ever keep in touch with her or no?
1: Yes, we love Monet. We just went on a cruise with her to um, oh. the Bahamas back in what was that, October? Okay. But yeah, love Monet. She is about to move to West Coast. She's about to become a West Coast girl in May.
0: Is she in a relationship?
1: Not trying to blow up her spot, but oh. I don't. Think she's. I don't think she is dedicated to one man at this time.
3: Gotcha. Uh-oh. She
1: might be dating a few. You better not add this <laughs> online. This
0: part. Oh, oh boy. Be plenty pissed at <laughs> you. Maybe I'll cut that part out or not. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so thank you guys so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. I'm actually going to be uh, in New York at the end of March. I don't know if you guys will be around, but I I would love to meet up with you guys and have a drink and shoot the shit. Yes, yeah. I
1: love drinks. Let's yeah. get drinks.
2: Like a little too much. Yeah. So.
0: I never would have been able to guess that, Courtney. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you guys up. If you guys are available, great. If not, no problems. But um, it was great talking to you. I wish you guys the best of luck in the future and um, thanks again for coming on.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. We'll see you in March. You got it.
0: Bye.
3: Okay. Bye.
0: Thank you to Jason and Courtney for that. I'm seriously, I'm not kissing anybody's ass here. That was a lot of fun for me because you know me, I'm a pretty big cynic when it comes to relationships and reality TV. And uh, to hear those two who, I mean, I think the I mean, I mean, I think the Bachelor is ridiculous for getting engaged after knowing the person for maybe spending a total of forty-eight to seventy-two hours with them. By the time filming ends, these two were married on site. They had never had a conversation. They had never seen each other in person before, and they got married on site and then had to figure it out after that. Pretty crazy. So, thank you to them for that. I really appreciate it. They were a lot of fun. If you can rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, that would be huge for the podcast because. The last five now have been have all made the top ten in TV and film category. So um, thank you so much for doing that. Um, it certainly helps the podcast when you do. So if you can, you don't necessarily have to leave a comment. It helps. Uh, but rating it and giving it five stars that it deserves um, would be great for the podcast as well. So I appreciate all of you who have done that. And if you haven't done it, please do it. It'll help out. So that'll do it for podcast number 63 next week back with number 64 uh, and it'll be a former contestant of this show a former winner of this show so we'll dive into that a little bit so thank you all for tuning in I appreciate it and we will talk to you next week see ya